Metal at the discotheque. Hope you find out the diamond OG. Something, 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 something. Ooh, that's the shit I like. That's all I know. So back to how I am performing this audit. So I am... Can you say something that I actually <laughs> won't uh, completely zone out the minute you start speaking? <laughs> Welcome to Thanks for Participating! Wow, that was uh, very ceremonious. It's the podcast where we tell you all about the things that we have forced each other to experience for the first time <laughs> since we've been married. I'm Josh. I'm Sydney. And you make this sound like uh, we're torturing each other. <laughs> I strap Sydney down and I... <laughs> Just kidding. I don't know. Sometimes with uh, food and drinks and stuff, I feel like you're strapping me down. <laughs> what? Name one example. Um, Some sodas. You always make me try Coke and I hate Coke. Every new flavor of Coke. I'm like, do you like this one? Do you like this one? Do you like this one? No, I hate them all. You are just not a cola person. Yes. All cola beverages? Yes. Pepsi cola? Yes. I learned recently Dr. Pepper is not a cola soda. Okay, well, Dr. Pepper is out too. I don't like Dr. Pepper. If you are on the Dr. Pepper stand train. You uh, just made enemies with like half of the state of Utah. Granted, like uh, <laughs> well-earned. I deserve to be enemies with at least three quarters of the state of Utah. Those, uh, And I hope to get there. <laughs> those Draper moms ride hard for Dr. Pepper. I think that Dr. Pepper is bottom tier soda. Like I would drink. What's the most like bland generic soda that you could think of? Coca-Cola. What? That's yeah. like not, I'm thinking like like bottom shelf, like dollar store, like soda. I don't know. Okay. We're already like jumping into the episode, basically. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> basically, I don't like Dr. Pepper. I would rather drink anything before I drink Dr. Pepper. I bought like a, a 12 pack of Dr. Pepper cans one time. I couldn't even like get through like one or two cans. And so I like, sat in our kitchen for like four or five months. What'd you do with it? I think... Once my brother, like, came over, he, like, finished them for me. Oh, okay. Um, anyway, Sid, back in school. Yes. It was nice knowing you. Yep. Um, when, when's the next time I'll see you? Uh, probably when I graduate in two years. Okay. Because, uh, after this semester, you have... I have an internship. The whole, your whole rest of your life planned out. You have an internship, then you go back to school, then after school, you go back to the job that you interned for. Hopefully. We'll see if they give me an offer. I thought they already, like... Mm -mm. So the offer was only for the internship. Right. Oh, and this is then, news to me. Yeah, I think 85 to 90% of interns get offers. So, you know, that's promising. But in this economy, like, you just never know. But I, a lot of the people that I've met from the office, I really like. And so I'm hoping that I have a great experience with the internship and that I get a full-time offer from it. I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast, but I was... My first uh, impression with that company was not great because uh, <laughs> there were several other companies that let you bring a plus one to their networking and recruiting events. There was one company. Oh, there was two. What was the other one? I can't remember. But one really fun one was uh, up the canyon at one of the ski resorts. They had like a, a tubing sled hill. I don't think Soldier Hollow is a ski resort. I think it's just a tubing hill. Right? You're right. I was thinking it was at Sundance, but you're no, right. No. It was. It's not. It's like closer to Heber. Yeah. But. Wait, isn't Soldier Hollow like at where like the 
like part of the Winter Olympics were held? Yeah, I think so. Like the like the ski jump or something is over there, right? The ski jumps in Park City. Then was it Soldier Hollow? Like the out, like uh, downhill skiing or something? Maybe I don't know, but like when you go to Park City, there's like that massive ski jump. Like when you come around the mountain, like from Salt Lake. There's this massive ski jump on the hill that you cannot miss. And that is like, that is the ski jump that they used in the Olympics. Do you know how many times I've been to Park City? No. Like twice. Once for our like first anniversary. And then once when I was like driving DoorDash. And uh, really? Yeah. You've only ever been once? I think so. I mean, I go every year. I'm going this week. I will take a picture of the ski jump and make sure to send it to you so you know what it looks like. I looked it up. Soldier Hollow was the site for cross country and biathlon okay. in the 2002. Cross country makes a lot of sense for uh, Midway. Okay. What was I going to say? Why did why did we start talking about Park City? Because um, I was talking about my internship and you said there was enough, like your impression of this company was initially bad at first. Oh, yeah. Because they took you uh, to the dri- like golf driving range. Yeah. And they didn't let you bring me. Well, what are your... Because after I accepted an offer, they had an event for people that accepted offers. And you oh, went... I honestly forgot about that until just barely. <laughs> that we went like go-kart racing. Like right. indoor go-karts. So what's your impression now of the company? Uh, I think it takes a certain like like finance dude bro mentality to think that like go-kart racing would be like a fun idea. <laughs> Okay, does that make me a finance dude, bro? Because I loved go-kart racing. Um, and I think you liked it too. I will tell you, I'm not usually a fan of barbecue, but they had like a barbecue like catering dinner. Okay, now you're changing the subject. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think you're you're like a finance dude, bro. That hurts, babe. Like I like pick you up and I'm just like, uh, I don't like this uh, part of campus. And you're like, why? And I'm like, because of all the business bros. And you're like, but I'm on this part of campus. And I'm like, well, you're the business bro. <laughs> Just kidding. Then why'd you marry me? <laughs> when I married you, you were a music performance major. Okay, fair enough. I tricked you. Now you're locked in. <laughs> you pulled a sneaky on me. I did. <laughs> okay, well, that's enough small talk. Enough chit chat. Let's cut to the meat and potatoes, literally, of the episode. <laughs> How long have you uh, had that joke in the back of your brain? No, that was off the dome. Oh, wow. Yeah. Today, we are going to be talking about... The food and beverage and snacks and desserts that we have collected, I don't know if collected is the right word, accumulated uh, during the, the time that we have uh, been married. I don't know if any of you are married out there, but when you get married, uh, <laughs> you and you move in with someone, well, really, like once you move out of like your parents' house, like all of a sudden you are responsible for all of the meals that you're going to eat every day for the rest of your life. And one thing that I don't think people talk about enough is, like, the merging of palettes coming yeah. together. Like, I do remember when I was younger, my aunt would tell me the story of, like, her and her husband getting married. And on, like, the first night that she made dinner for them, she made this pasta dish. And my uncle was like, where's the meat? And, like... I guess he's like a real meat and potatoes kind of guy and like likes to have like meat with everything. Um, and that was just like a shock for them. But like that's the only person like I've really ever heard talk about it because I felt like when we came together, 
I was just like making all these recipes that like I grew up with and you were just like, well, I don't like uh, chicken breasts and I don't like Mexican and I don't like pasta and like this huge list. And that's like basically all I eat is like this. That's three things. Chicken breast, Mexican food and pasta. That's like my entire diet. So (laughs) it was it was like a real culture, like quote unquote culture shock for me and like trying to find recipes that you would actually eat. And you don't like cilantro too, so that eliminates like okay, well, a lot of stuff. Okay, so there's there's a difference. Cilantro I can't eat because of the actual taste. Uh like it tastes I think that's called not liking it, babe. No 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 no. <laughs> let me let me correct you on this. Cilantro tastes bad. I will not swallow something if there is cilantro in it. It is really gross. I will spit it out. Uh, pasta I can choke it down, but I will not be pleased about it because the vibes are off. Remember how you like when we did the the haunted house episode last year? You said chainsaws aren't vibes. For yes. me, pastas aren't vibes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's like you want like a a meal that's like feel good, like like I don't know, like when I told you about how on our last episode, music has to like I have to have a physical sensation in my body where I like want to tap my toe. And like bop my head. Same thing with like food. Like if food can make me want to like stand up and dance, it's like gotta be that, right? That's a like it has to like has to make me excited to eat it, excited while I'm eating it, and excited to be done eating it, you know? And pasta is just like makes me anxious to eat it. It's a chore to get through it. And then when I'm done, I'm like, ah, was it worth it? No. You know? No, I don't. Because I love pasta. And what's what's uh, probably even more paradoxical about this is I will say that, like, there are several pasta dishes or, like, other recipes that you've made me that taste really good, but the vibes are not there. And so even though it, it's delicious on an objective level, it is not a good dining experience. Now, hold on. We did make progress, though, because I found a pasta shape that you like, right? Yes, surprisingly. So uh, I don't know if like there's this meme going around um, of hot pot, not hot pot, hot pot's on my mind. It's always on my mind. Um, <laughs> As crock it should pot, be. Crock pot dinners. Like if you come home from school and you see the crock pot out on the counter that you're like, ugh. Um, for me, like pasta's like that. Where if like pasta's cooking, it's just like, oh man, like dinner or like food at the end of like a hard day is supposed to like cheer you up. But if it's like a hard day and then you have pasta at the end of the day, it's like, oh, man, I should have just like stayed at school. Wait, people don't like crockpot dinners? I think it's people whose moms don't know how to use crockpots. Okay, because I was going to say all of my mom's crockpot dinners were bangers. Like uh, lazy cookers that like, anyway, I won't get too much into it. I just saw that meme going around. And for me, it's like, that's how I feel, but less about crockpot. Like for me. I, w- the only like crockpot recipes that like I ever had growing up were like Sunday roasts where they put a roast in the crockpot in the morning. Then they we go to church and after church there would oh, be. Oh, yeah. We had the roast too. My mom's roast is so good. What was I saying before the crockpot? Pasta. Yeah. The pasta shape. Oh, yeah. Rotini. That's yeah. it. For some reason, like you made, was it mac and cheese that you made with that shape for the first mm-hmm. time? And you like brought it out and I just looked at oh. it and I was like, whoa, that looks like re- all of a sudden I got excited. I'm like, no, that is it was your like, food. It was my normal uh, 
thing that I do where I just put like a little drizzle of olive oil and I put some like Parmesan cheese on it, but I put it right after I pull it out. So it like melts on it a little bit and then like some salt. For whatever reason, you like uh, made pasta just for yourself. Then you pull it out and you. I was like, whoa, I suddenly got excited about that dish. Just the way it looks. I think it was more like the, so the pasta shape is like the spirals, the rotini. Right. And it's like fun. And I just like could imagine myself, like, I don't know. I can't put into words exactly, but it was just like me imagining putting that in my mouth got me excited. Don't take that in a weird (laughs) context. Um, But I think it was just like the ah, weird, like, I don't know. It's probably just like a weird sensory thing, the way my brain works, but it was just like the... Like the feel of like that shape, I could already like imagine in my mouth compared to like long spaghetti pasta noodles or angel hair or I don't know. I don't know very much about pasta, Um, (laughs) but I was like, that looks like a fun experience. And it's like bite sized pieces. They like hold like sauce in a way that like other noodles, like the sauce would probably slide off. Um, And I'm a huge sauce guy. Huge. Huge. You could say that I'm saucy. Um, (laughs) There's also another one that I haven't tried yet, but I saw um, a, like a recipe online with like these like sh- like seashell shaped pasta. Oh, yeah. The I don't shells. know what it's called. Is it They're just, just called shells? shells? Yeah. That looks fun. That looks like it would pack a punch. I've made shells before. Anyway. So, yes, you could say we're making progress in the pasta department. You also like couscous, which is basically like mini pasta. Which surprised me when you said that. I thought it was like... Like a like related to rice. Yeah. I mean, I kind of thought so too at first, but no, I think it's just like really small pastas. All right. I think we're also starting to make, you mentioned I don't really like chicken breasts. I just, I think I've just had too many traumatic experiences with, same with like pork <laughs> chops, pork chops oh. and chicken breasts. It's like pork chops are always just like so like cooked. I don't know if there's such a thing as a well done cooked pork chop. But it was just like so great and it like would no, take you like 15 minutes to chew and your jaw would like get tired. I'm with you on the pork chops because the only time, like the only way that my mom would make it is like with barbecue sauce on them. And I don't really like barbecue sauce. So uh, like they were just a no go for me. Chicken breasts, on the other hand, were just always super dry. A lot of the time when I'd have, same with like, th- I don't know if this is going to make me sound like a terrible person, but like, I don't know why it would, but Thanksgiving every year, you'd have light meat and dark meat. Mm-hmm. And I think, I don't know if this is a more universal mindset, but like my family mindset was if you don't take at least some light meat and some dark meat, like you're being really inconsiderate or like disrespectful. Really? Like- and for me, it's like, well, if I take some, it's, it's like either take some light meat and then not eat it and throw it in the trash because it tastes really bad or skip that and just take some dark meat. And like, I think that it was just like, well, yeah, like if you're, if you don't at least take some light meat, that's disrespectful because everybody likes dark meat better. And it's like, well, why don't we just make a lot of dark meat for everybody? Right. <laughs> like if nobody likes the light meat, I don't know. I don't know if there's anybody that prefers the light meat to dark meat. I used to when I was younger. I don't really think I still do, but... But yeah, chicken breasts, um, turkey breasts. I 
Okay. So dry, so unflavorful, just like I would rather go without dinner than eat it. My thing with Thanksgiving is that we've like centered this holiday around like this terrible meat. Just (laughs) turkey in general. Yeah, like I don't think there is any time out of the year that I eat turkey except for Thanksgiving. I was going to say like the worst like foul, but I've had pheasant and pheasant is worse. So (laughs) Where did you you have pheasant? Um, when my dad was younger, someone oh, wait. took him out hunting. I think one of his clients took him out hunting for pheasants and he brought back the ones that he shot and my mom cooked it like once and we were like, this is awful. And she never made another one. <laughs> okay. You said pheasant. That makes sense. Cause you said it's a worse type of like foul meat. Right. But when you said pheasant, I was picturing a f- was a, a ferret. Oh. And I was like, you ate a ferret? Like a pheasant? Anyway. No. Um. However, you're trying to get me to like chicken breast more by like cooking them in different ways and smothering with different sauces because as I said like five minutes ago, I am saucy. <laughs> yeah, I think like one of the things coming in to the marriage that was hard was that I had all these recipes that I grew up with that I liked and I that like my mom would make growing up and I've made a few for you and you're like not really a fan of them. And then there's the one recipe that I love that I just like cannot do right to save my life, um, which is chicken and rice. That one is such a banger, but I've never been able to make it well while we've been married. There's the other... Um... You always tease me about this whenever you make a recipe that you've made before. You're like, all right, do you remember eating this before? <laughs> because last time you said that you liked it. and Yeah, I just like to look up a bunch of recipes and like just cook um, like things that I find on the internet or whatever. Um, and I'll make them and Josh will be like, oh, this is so good. Like there's this one. Um, that's like creamy ranch chicken. And that's like the one with all the sauce that you like that I made like a couple of days ago. And I made it for the first time like a couple of years ago. And Josh was like, oh man, this is so good. I love this so much. And then I made it like a few months later and I was like, yeah, I'm making this recipe that you like. And you're just like, I don't remember this at all. (laughs) And then I made it again. And you're like, oh my gosh, this is so good. Like, the sauce is amazing. Like, do you want to, like, box up the sauce for me so that I can, like, use it in other stuff? So I, like, boxed up the extra sauce and put it in the fridge. And then, like, you never ate it. And it sat in there until I gr- it grew mold. And then I had to clean it out. <laughs> and then uh, I made it again. And I was like, all right, I'm making, like, the one with the good sauce that you love. And you're like, I don't remember this. And it wasn't until, like, this week that I made it. That I was like, okay, Josh, do you remember this now? And you're like, yeah, I think so. <laughs> Vaguely, yeah. <laughs> Vaguely, yeah. I will say like you're like chicken, like ranch, whatever. I d- so this is the thing. It's like one, I'll address two things that you said. One, I never connect like the name of the recipe with the taste of the, the re- like or whatever. Because if you say like, oh, I'm thinking about doing ranch chicken, creamy ranch chicken tonight. Then it's like, then uh, that night when you like cook it and then I eat it, I don't remember that you said that it was called creamy ranch chicken or whatever. But also, uh, I I think it's like the object permanence. 
where like, which is one of the reasons why I'm like so terrible at eating leftovers. If there's leftovers, we put it in a, a tub or put like plastic wrap over it, put it in the fridge. I will instantly forget it's there. And like even open the fridge, I could look right at it and never even think of it as an option to like eat when I'm hungry. Right. Yeah. And so like when you say like, oh, creamy ranch chicken, it's like even if you showed me like a picture of the like completed dish, I will not remember how it tasted. So you've got to like find a way to like have like, you know how when you go to Baskin Robbins, they'll give you like a little sampling spoon that you can like try the flavors, like a little like sampling method of like the recipes that like are in your like book or like recipes that we've like made um, that we both like. Because otherwise, I'm not going to remember it until we make it again. Yeah. And it's funny, too, because this time when I made it, you were like, well, what's in the sauce? And I, like, start listing up stuff. And then I was like, oh, yeah, and ranch. And you were like, wait, there's ranch in this? And I'm like, yes, babe, that has been my selling point the whole time for this recipe because I know how much you love ranch. I just, we got to keep circling it back to how much I love sauce. The sauce on this, like, creamy ranch chicken recipe Oh my gosh, like we were eating it this last time. I was like, we need to put this on everything. Like I was listing like all these ideas, like we can make chicken and waffles, but then instead of like the syrup on the fried chicken, we cover it in this like ranch sauce. And then I think like the banger idea was um, country fried steak, but instead of like smothered in sausage gravy, smothered in like this creamy bacon ranch sauce. Oh, we definitely need to try that. Yeah, I think... One of the things that has changed the most about my cooking, though, is, like, how many Asian recipes I've incorporated. Because that's, like, the middle ground that, like, I know we both will like. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Two white people meeting in the middle at uh, Asian cuisine. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, there's this creator on TikTok that I like to follow. I think she was on one of, like, the Gordon Ramsay uh, shows. And she just does, like, a bunch of native Chinese recipes I think she started doing more like Italian and like branching out but for a while like a lot of it was just like very Asian cooking and um like I've used like a lot of her recipes there's like another um website that does like a lot of like Chinese cooking as well that I've copied like my shrimp recipes from them do you remember my shrimp recipe (laughs) what do you what do you think probably not no um that so that's interestingly another thing that's like different well i don't know what i'm trying to say is like it's interesting to me how interested you are in trying new recipes or like actively finding out new recipes to try which i love i love like uh trying new things and like you try them again to like get it right and you're like um, a couple of times that we've made, what's the one recipe where it's like, oh, it was too spicy this time or it wasn't spicy enough. Um, Is that a tabaki? Maybe with the rice cakes. Yeah. I think so. Because that one, like the base of the sauce is gochujang, which is like Korean spicy uh, bean paste, red bean paste. For me, there's just like a, a base set of like, uh, I keep saying bangers for food. Like bussin, <laughs> bussin. Uh, recipes from experience. So it's like if I haven't tasted it before, I am not compelled to try to make it. But like if someone makes it for me and I love it, then I will ask for the recipe. And then, you know, and so I have 
a smaller uh, toolkit of recipes because I'm not like seeking out new ones. Uh, I'm making ones that are tried and true that I know I'm going to love. And then occasionally, like, I'll if I love it so much, I'll like add it to the ones that I'm like willing to make. Um, it's also because I think we think like about meal planning and cooking differently. Like for you, like this was something that was like really hard to like get on the same page when we first got married. And even still is kind of a challenge is like you will be like, okay, what um, should we do for dinner tomorrow night? And I'm like, I don't even know if I'm going to brush my teeth tonight. Like, (laughs) I don't know like what I'm doing right now. Like, it is just like, I don't know like what we have in the kitchen. I don't know like what, because like for me, like object permanence thing, just like ADHD, it's like I can only manage the right here, right now. And like what's in my immediate surroundings. And and so like part of the like this isn't like super related, but like uh when our apartment gets a little messy, like for me, I have like a, a to-do list and that I can only go in order. And the first thing in order is like pick up the clutter in the living room. And then once that's done, the things that are out of place, put them back in place and then vacuum. And then after that, then I go into the kitchen and like clear off all of the clutter on the counter spaces and then do the dishes in the sink. But like, I don't know why dishes in the sink is so far down the list that like when we have dirty dishes and we like can't like use them to like cook or eat, like that's a problem. And like that's more of like a it should be like a higher priority of like thing that we should get done first. But for me, it's like, it was just like, I can't, I don't know. I can't do it first. Like I have to do everything else before I can get to dishes. And like same th- kind of thing with like a uh, meal planning. Like I have to be like on top of like my homework and well rested or like, I don't know. Like I have to like have things like set in order to be in a place where I can think about, okay, what should we do for meals this week? What do we need to go grocery shopping for? And like, even like day of you're like what should we do for like uh lunch and i'm like i don't know i haven't even thought about food and if honestly if you hadn't said what should we do about lunch i probably wouldn't have eaten lunch because i just wouldn't have remembered to feed myself yeah i like when we first got married this really bugged me because i was like all right i'm going to sign you days to like be in charge of dinner and then i'm gonna have days to be in charge of dinner and then it would be like your day it would be like 6 37 and i'm starving and you haven't even started to cook yet and i'm like when are you going to cook like i'm getting hangry over here (laughs) and but i would like bite your head off when i was doing it because i was already hangry so i think um because of that reason because it's just like it's not that i don't like cooking or don't like like i am always willing to like cook it's just harder for me to remember to like put that in my schedule same with like any other kind of like mundane task like it's hard for me to remember to like take a shower each day it's hard for me to remember you know personal hygiene like taking care of myself and like food is like in that same kind of category oh my gosh babe what do you remember when you made the french onion soup Oh my gosh. We are I feel like we already talked about we talked about this when we did our anniversary episode. Oh when yeah, we like I think we did. Said uh <laughs> what are like some of your cooking fails. Yeah. If you haven't listened to that episode, um we just released it a couple of weeks ago. One time I made French onion soup and it asked for like a teaspoon or a tablespoon of flour and I added like a cup of flour and it t- instead of like French onion soup, it was like French onion 
chowder. Oh, it was more like than chowder. Pudding. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Anyway, what was I saying? Oh, because it is hard from like an ADHD way of going about things to get myself in the kitchen and cook. Um, I tend to lean on what I call low input, high output recipes or like uh, low risk, high reward where it's like doesn't take a lot of time, but it doesn't taste like it didn't take very much time. You um, do have some bangers. One of them, I think the the number one where it's low input, high output is this chili cream cheese dip that like it's it's really just like a chips and dip like snack but it like i will will often just eat it for dinner and this recipe is as simple as just canned chili heat it up put like some cream cheese in it melt it it's ready to go and like but specifically it has to be nally brand chili if it's not like we've tried horton's is that what it's called i think it's hormel hormel hornell hormel we've tried like three or four different brands of chili always tastes gross but if it's nally it's delicious so good this was really hard last year too when there was like a nally chili shortage and you could not find it anywhere your dad like somehow found it at like this like random obscure grocery store across the freeway which like if you are like from the town that I'm from, like you don't go across the freeway like ever. East side, like, west side. <laughs> I mean, it's not even that it's just like. There's nothing over there. Yeah, there's like nothing over there. It's just like houses. So if you don't know anyone that lives over there, like you have no reason to go over there. Same thing in and where we live like, now. Yeah, it's like houses and um, like factories, refineries, like a lot of oil refineries. Um. Just like, but like nothing, you know, Mm -hmm. like unless you work over there at like the oil refinery or you have like people, you know, you're not crossing the freeway. But like, I guess that area that that grocery store is in, that's just popped up within like the last like five years was nothing before. But yeah, they like my dad goes out there sometimes and he found it. And for some reason, they always had it. Wasn't it like the day after we left? Because we like went up to stay the weekend with your parents for like christmas or something yeah and we were thinking like while we're up here it had to have been that because i think it was because we wanted to make that chili recipe for all of your aunts and uncles and grandma for like a christmas party or something oh right we did like a potluck christmas last year that had to have been it and uh which was awesome honestly and we went to the to smith's which is like our local kroger kroger store here couldn't find it, went to Walmart, couldn't find it, went, uh, I think, another place here where we live. We tried, like, multiple places, like, down where we live. Then we went up to um, your parents and went to multiple places there, couldn't find it, um, and I eventually pulled up, like, online grocery order to see, like, where they had it in stock. I'm like, oh, they have it in stock in Centerville. Cent- Cent- I don't know why I can't talk. Centerville. <laughs> yeah. And... So I was like, I'll put it in an order. They said it's in stock and I'll go pick it up. And I get there and like they, the lady comes out and they were like, okay, so the chili wasn't in stock. So we um, substituted it with refried beans. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, no, thanks. Just ref. I'm not like, (laughs) 
it's like, like just cancel it. Like, like even if you would have said a different brand of chili, I would have canceled it. Like it's not just like it's like it has to be this brand, and if it's not, it doesn't work. Um, but just <laughs> they tried to use refried beans was so funny. Um, okay, but anyway, that's um, but yeah, and then it was like the day after we left. Um, after we had spent the um, weekend up there that your dad was like, oh, by the way, I found some uh, at this other place. And I was like, buy me like a pallet load of them. And he did because he loves you more than he loves me. But I think it wasn't the shortage because they like chain, like they moved like factory locations or something. I think so. I Googled it once and I found like one obscure article about like changing factory locations. I don't know if that was like really what was going on because there wasn't much information, but I mean, they're back now. So I was so scared that they had gone out of business. Like people made a big deal like 10 years ago when Hostess went out of business because there was no more such thing as Twinkies, but it was mainly like in jest. Like I was literally terrified. I was like, if this brand of chili goes out of business, I will voluntarily discontinue my own existence. Like, there's no point in getting out of bed in the morning anymore. But, like, luckily, like, our fears aside, like, they're back on the shelves and I have lived to see another day. Yeah. um, I I was worried there for a second, too, because I do think it is the best brand of chili out there. But low input, high output. The other, like, really high one on there is the Stouffer's. Stouffer's. Stouffer's lasagna. Lasagna. Which isn't really a recipe. It's just buying a frozen lasagna. Well, that's what I'm saying. The chili isn't really a recipe. It's just buying chili, buying cream cheese. But you do something to it. Like you put the ingredients you heat it together. Up, but it's like really low input. This, I'm saying low, low input. You buy it, take it out of the freezer, put it in the oven for 45 minutes. So it's like, it's a trade off. Like one, the input is you're actually heating it up and cooking and mixing the ingredients a little bit this one you're not cooking or adding ingredients but it takes 45 minutes so it's like a little give and take it's like do you want to like be lazy in this way or do you want to be lazy in this other way but high output banger absolute delicious only type of lasagna i like if it's not that brand of lasagna i will not eat it i think all lasagna tastes gross except for that one i love one of my favorite recipes I think you brought up, like, you know, you have, like, your low input, high output. I think I have, like, my time, like, requirements for recipe. Because when I start, like, I get home later in the uh, evening. I try to, like, stay on campus as long as possible. So when I come home, I'm hungry. And I'm not in the mood to, like, like, wait for something to cook. Like, the Stouffer's lasagna or whatever. Like, so I think the recipes that I make are, like, if I can't finish it, in the time that it takes, like, a rice cooker to, like, cook a pot of rice, then I'm, like, not going to do it as much. Because when I come home and I'm hungry and I just want to, like, cook something, like, semi-quickly and, like, eat it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's my thing that – um that's, like, my, like, low input, high output kind of, like, thing. You yeah, know, like, I get low it. time requirement. Do you think this would be a good point to transition from recipes to – Snacks? Yeah. Okay. Oh, we have, wait, wait, wait. Okay. I will say the one recipe that I have kept from before is my bread recipe from your, before we got married. Your Amish bread? It, it It's called Amish bread, but it's just white bread. 
and I good. I make it without a bread maker, and it's yeah. I remember my mom tried to like get you to buy a bread maker, and you're like, I already make bread without it. So yeah, I mean, like, I think at some point it would be nice to have a bread maker to like experiment with other different types of bread, because um, like I do have a whole wheat bread recipe that uses a bread maker, but like, um, like we just don't have the space in our apartment right now, and like I can already make bread by hand and it's really easy and it's delicious okay i have a fun idea well it's an idea that we had together um but something that i was made aware of recently is that like every year so like mountain dew is one of my favorite sodas you might know previously we did an episode on caffeine and uh, soda and energy drinks and stuff um mountain dew regularly releases new flavors and i'm the kind of person i see a new flavor on the shelf i have to get it like coca-cola regularly releases like limited edition flavors that are like super abstract like one that we saw today for the first time it was called futuristic flavor where you're supposed to like drink it and it's future but like in the past there was like pixelated or like xp like experience points flavor one was like outer space flavored or something what was the one that you complained about on twitter that got you free coke it might have been the outer space one um i can't remember but like i will always see these limited edition coca-cola flavors and i will be like well it's a new flavor i have to try it and i i can never finish a bottle i'll take like two or three sips of those even though coke is one of my favorite sodas but those are just so terrible um but yeah i uh just made like a funny tweet uh one of the only times i've used twitter um where i like added coca-cola and i was just like didn't expect to have to call poison control on a random tuesday night but here we are or something (laughs) (laughs) just like making a joke about like how it tasted bad and then they reached out to me and they're like we've opened a case like here's your case number and then they called me and they were just like what symptoms did you experience like (laughs) so there might have been like an active like investing like quality control like investigation about like, like this they case actually of... took your poison control thing seriously yeah and uh um you can't take anything seriously. and uh <laughs> and so then i went through like this 15 minute like interview or like survey um with them and then they were just like okay and then like a week later uh we got four manufacturers coupons for free 12 packs of soda which was awesome and i was like oh. i should complain on the internet more often i get why people do that (laughs) if every time you make a complaint you get a free product okay side note on twitter i know it's called x now i refuse to call it that i think everybody does yeah it's just twitter also it's giving like because you know in like newspaper articles people will be like x the app formerly known as twitter it's like giving like the artist formerly known as prince you know really I had seen I, that. Yeah, I've seen it in like a couple news articles, and I'm like, yeah, that just reminds me of like the artist formerly known as Prince. Mm-hmm. But anyway, back to these flavors. Like even um, like Pepsi last uh, Christmas, or no, 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 not Christmas, Easter. They made a a peep flavored oh my Pepsi, gosh. and you made me try that one too, even though you know I hate cola. <laughs> and. Uh, so just these like fun limited edition flavors, like I always try them. I think it's so fun. And Mountain Dew 
releases like seasonal flavors all the time. Like during Fourth of July, they'll have like a Fourth of July like themed soda. Murica. Um, for the past several years during Halloween time, I'll see one called Voodoo, but V O O D E W, like do the do Voodoo. And I'll think, oh, that's fun. I'm just thinking it's a Halloween flavored drink. So I'll get it. I'll bring it home. I'll try it. And I'll think like, oh, yeah, that was that was okay. That was pretty good. But like, that's it. And last night we brought it home and we tasted it. Um, and both of like I had you taste it. Both of us were in agreement. It was really good. And then I saw on. Which is big for me because I don't really like soda. Uh-huh. Um, I saw online, like unrelated, that it's a mystery flavor. And not only is it a mystery flavor, but it's a different flavor every year. So if you've noticed on the bottle, it says 2023. So the 2023 voodoo flavor is different from 2022 voodoo. And like the the design and everything is is different too. And I think I looked, I was like, that is a really cool like premise that like the mystery flavor is different. So I think this would, be, this is a fun, um, like I hope like Mountain Dew continues to release this during Halloween because I think this would be a fun fall tradition that we introduce is like trying these and trying to guess what the mystery flavor is because um i looked up there's a speaking of twitter a twitter account for voodoo because if you um for those that aren't watching the the video version of the podcast just kidding there is no video version of the podcast the if if you have a bottle of uh, voodoo so the there's like a character that mountain dew is introduced it's called voodoo grim it's like the grim reaper and on a bottle, it shows Voodoo Grim, and he's holding like a a candle, and in the candle it says five. So this is the fifth mystery flavor that they've made. Um, and so each year, like it's the new released flavor um, is unrevealed what the flavor is, and then on Halloween, the Voodoo Grim on his account will like post the reveal. So last year the reveal was sour candy so like i think uh like sour patch kids or gummy worms sour gummy worms or something but just general sour candy huh so i was thinking we both right now have bottles of voodoo flavor and we were going to taste it and see if we can guess what uh the mystery flavor is and we will solidify it and then uh we'll confirm in a month because we're already in halloween mode yeah, day after 4th of July, start a spooky season. Yes. Um, we, like the past like two weeks, we keep bringing home more and more Halloween decorations. Yeah, we just bought a wreath today. Fall is but our like favorite time of wreath. year, specifically because of our birthdays and Halloween. The vibes of Halloween are unmatched. Immaculate. It is the best holiday. Speaking of, we're going to go to another haunted house this year, right? Sure. Okay, awesome. All right. We're going to go to another corn maze. Oh, yeah. Actually. Maybe at the same time. I found a place where we could go apple picking. Apple picking? Yeah, it's the Red Barn place in Santa Quinn. Okay. I've never been apple and picking. neither have I. Well, I kind of. Never mind. Um, There's this. They also make apple slushes. One of my professors was talking about it today. They also make apple slushes that you can have them put ice cream into. Ooh. It's like an apple cider slush. That sounds really good. Yeah, I was thinking like we might have to try that. So. Oh yeah. Okay. You ready? Yeah. All right. Uh oh. Is yours a 
fizzing, overflowing? Maybe. I was playing with it a little bit. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think we're going to be okay, though. Okay. Remember when we would get Martinelli's and, like, every single time you would open it, it would, like, overflow, and then I would open it and it would be fine? Yeah. What the heck? And I'd, like, lose, like, half the drink because, like, half of it would, like, bubble out. <laughs> yeah. Making me nervous. is reminding me of the time where you spilled all of your ice cream. Last week? Uh-huh. Don't bring up that traumatic experience. Okay. All right. Three, two, one. It's really sweet. Yeah. Like, and it smells like fruity. Yeah, it's definitely, it's almost kind of blue raspberry. Yeah, I, I get that. I almost get a little bit of cherry, too. Yeah, I can see that. It tastes so familiar. Like, this definitely is a taste that I'm like, that I should know. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, like, if last year was uh, sour, can't, like, I'm thinking, because this isn't sour at all. No. But I also, it's still giving, like, candy vibes. Yeah. Like, something I that agree. you would find in a Halloween candy, like, trick or treat basket. Like, maybe it is Skittles. more cherry. Not su- like super Skittles. It's, it's kind of airheads, right? Maybe. Yeah. Like, uh, I think, I don't know. That might be the closest that I can think of. Like, Skittles, like, maybe like tiger's, 3D airhead. Tiger's blood? Maybe. Tiger's blood is more coconutty. Yeah, that's true. Mm. I definitely think it's like got to be like a fruit candy. Yeah, it's like very, it's like on the tip of my tongue, but I'm like not sure. It's like each time I take a sip, it like sits on my tongue for a while after I swallow in the same way that like if you eat something blue or eat something red, that like the color stays on your tongue, you know? Mm-hmm. You eat like a red, uh, like a uh, airhead. It'll like dye your like tongue bright red. That's kind of like what it feels like. It feels like my tongue is t- changing color, even though the drink itself is just white. I think I'm gonna lock down airhead flavor. What's your final guess? Black cherry. Black cherry. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. That's a good guess. Also, since we're talking about snacks, speaking of black cherry, m- one of my favorite snacks of all time that you just introduced me to: black cherry Jello grapes. Yeah. I mean, I just introduced myself to it, too, so. <laughs> just another, like, fun recipe that you, like, saw that you wanted to try. Like, just the other night, you, like, came in with a bowl and you were like, try these. I tried them. My life changed in that moment. And, like, the rest of the night, I was, like, so just, like, ecstatic about what a beautiful world we live in, right? You wouldn't stop talking about them for, like, several days. I was just, like, in tears, about like how moved I was by these grapes. It's literally just grapes, lemon juice, and black cherry jello powder. I can't tell you like I'm gonna like start crying right now because of how much I love them. He's already crying. Um and then you like stick them in the freezer and uh I think I like them a little little bit more before they're frozen, but then even like if you like bring them out of the freezer and like eat them as like a frozen snack, it's pretty good too. Yeah. But I love them so much that, like, you went back and bought, like, five big bags of grapes, and we made a ton to, like, stock up on our in our freezer. And I also made, like, 
um, a version with orange jello powder instead of black cherry jello powder. And I, those are pretty good too. Yeah, I think the black cherry is the best though. I do too, but orange I mean, is pretty up there also. We need to try like the different kinds of jello, but I think black cherry, I mean, I just love black cherry flavor. Like I think that's always going to be the best. I might have to agree with you about just like the best like flavor for thing. Like my whole life, it has always been orange, but I think it's just because I forget about black cherry. Yeah. There aren't a lot of black cherry things. Like I'm not a huge fan of soda, but I do love black cherry soda. Like the old tiny ones that come in the glass. Oh yeah. Like I love those. And that's like a kind of soda that I would actually drink regularly if it were easy to get which it's not (laughs) Uh uh-huh for me like orange was probably the top and then like the next two might be watermelon and banana i know banana gets a bad rap but i actually really like it i hate banana i will not eat it people always clown that like banana synthetic flavoring doesn't taste like real bananas i don't care i think that synthetic flavor is amazing banana pudding banana candy I think it's good. Interesting but, fact about bananas. Uh, the flavor is actually based on a type of banana that went extinct in like the 50s or 60s. So there was like a I type- did know this because all bananas are like genetic clones of each other. Yeah, but there are like different like types of bananas, right? Mm-hmm. And like this one just went extinct. It, and that's the, like what we based our banana flavor off of and we will... Never taste those bananas. Because there was like a like a virus or something that was like affecting banana crops, right? Something and, uh, like that, yeah. And because um, every banana you eat is technically like a... Cl- I'm, I might be way off on this. I heard this like a long time ago. But like every banana that you eat is technically a clone of every other banana. Like it's not like other plants where they will like... There'll be generations of like the the plants and the fruit. It's like they're all like clones identical to each other. Like, and, like asexual reproduction of or the like, trees and stuff. Th- like grafting, like they'll take like the fruiting part of a plant and put it on the fruiting part of another plant. And so it's like all technically the same plant, um, with the, the exact same like genetic information. And so like the flavor of the bananas, like the type of bananas we have is the exact same, like with no variation. And so because of that there's there isn't the same natural protection against infection that comes with like Genetic generation by generation like yeah. yeah um so like if one banana is vulnerable to uh an infection they all are vulnerable and, that makes um, sense and so like i think that has something to do with with it and so like we like the the banana flavor in the like first half of the 20th century was different than the banana flavor in the second half or something like that because of this like shift. Yeah, that makes sense. Another thing like you it's clowned like grape flavor doesn't taste like grapes that you buy at the store, but it's not for the same reason. It's just because the type of grapes used to make grape flavoring are, I think they're called Concord grapes or maybe Concord grapes are the ones that you get at the store. But like they're like bigger, rounder like grapes and you just don't find them at grocery stores. But like uh, when I was in China, they often bring out like plates of fruit for dessert after your meal when you go out to a restaurant. 
and the grapes would be these huge grapes. And I bit into one and I was like, whoa, that tastes like grape soda. But you just like hear, like you go to the grocery store, you're never going to buy grapes that taste like grape soda. Concord grapes. I just Googled it. They kind of looked like the um, grapes that you used to grow on my parents' grapevine out back, which you never knew that we had because it basically died before we started dating. But growing up, they had like a grapevine stretching from like the top of the roof down the patio um, on the side. There's a lot of things about your parents that I don't know about. What does that mean? I feel like they have like secrets. Like they had grapes and uh, they had goats before I knew them. And Well, they don't even get me started on the goats. That one pisses me off so bad. It was actually sheep. They like the one summer that I'm not living with them or like not in Utah at all. And they decide to raise lambs like I am so mad. And then they were just gone and I never got to see them. And then they send me like all these cute pictures and videos of the lambs. And I'm just like, I don't know. That was cruel. It was cruel. And then I come home the next year. And I'm like, cool, we doing lambs again? They're like, no, we're never going to do lambs again. <laughs> that was uh, only when Sydney is away kind of deal. Yeah. And then they send me like the dog also loved the lambs and loved to drink from the lambs bottle. So they would like feed her from like the bottle. And so they send me videos of her. Aw. She is a cutie. Okay. Back to snacks. What are some snacks that that you have experienced since we've been married? Well, you made scotcheroos, which I'd never really had before. That was a big snack. So like snack. desserts? Yeah, I guess that one's kind of a dessert. But in my head, desserts are just snacks. Yeah. Um, For me, I'm thinking like when we go get snacks. When we're like, should we get some snackies for like the movie or something? Like every single day... Sydney's like, I need to go get ice cream. And by ice cream, she means a Reese's peanut butter cup shake with hot fudge. Either from, for a long time, it was Arctic Circle. And it had to be that shake from Arctic Circle or she didn't want it. Or recently it's been a different because they changed their fudge at Arctic Circle or something and you don't like it anymore. So now we go to Burger Supreme. Um, One time they gave you a peanut butter shake with hot fudge instead of a peanut butter cup shake with hot fudge and you made me go replace it i know what i want okay i'll give that to you you're a woman who knows what she wants i do and for me that like took getting used to because you'd be like i'm really in the mood for ice cream tonight i'd be like me too i am craving ice cream but for me when i think i want ice cream i want a bowl of ice cream with toppings on it but for you you want a shake from a fast food place that's like made with soft serve ice cream that's like really mediocre. It is not mediocre and I will fight you. It is. I feel like it's your it's comfort for you because it it like thrives in its mediocrity. It like it knows what it is and it doesn't strive to be anything better. <laughs> like it doesn't strive for excellence. It just is really good at being mid. What are you saying about me? That you don't you don't strive for excellence, babe. <laughs> You're just really content at being middle of the pack Rude. just kidding that is that is the least if you know Sid you know that she excels at everything she does and if she's not excelling she's like 
stressed about not being like high achieving. Yeah. Like I love, so if it's not soft serve, is it hard serve? But like if you go to like Baskin Robbins like or like scoops. cold stone, yeah, like scooped ice cream. I love scooped ice cream in nope. a bowl with like syrup on it. Now Baskin Robbins makes a very good shake too. We did do that for a while. I think the re- only reason we stopped doing that because you could get scooped ice cream or they could scoop it in a shake. And I do love milkshakes made with scooped ice cream way more than I like it made with from soft serve ice cream. I think the main reason we stopped going there is because they don't have a drive through. And, and when we're it's a little more expensive. Yeah, and when we're craving uh, an ice cream snack. Uh, the convenience of a of a drive through outweighs the the flavor for me at least. Oh yeah. For you, you don't care. You only want <laughs> the Burger Supreme or Arctic Circle. Yeah. Um, there's also another place that I really like. It's called Sub Zero, where they you can like choose what kind of cream base you want, and then you can choose what flavors and toppings and stuff you want you can mix and match flavors and they will like pump it all in and the cream will be like liquid form and then they'll blast it with liquid nitrogen and so then it will freeze up and they'll stir it and so it's like it's kind of cool because they make it right in front of your eyes it's like the rolled ice cream but instead of like the cold plates it's like liquid nitrogen Uh uh-huh so that's cool like one that's just it's like a like the little kid inside of me is like whoa they just like made ice cream like right in front of my eyes like it's fun but also I think it, it tastes pretty good. And like the kind of like mix and match experience, like you can try like my uh, I, I took my brother there and he tried Nutella eggnog. Like they put Nutella flavor and they put eggnog flavor. And the uh, the employee was like, oh, I've never like tried these two together. You'll have to let me know how it how it is. It was disgusting. It <laughs> was so bad. <laughs> he like took a bite and he was like, I don't know what to think. And so I like I tried it. And I, like, gagged. I, I think it's just because, like, Nutella is, like, such an overpowering, like, flavor. And eggnog is an overpowering flavor. And they just didn't, like, mesh well at all. They were both, like, fighting on, like, your taste buds. And I just, uh And so he couldn't finish it. I don't know. Like, you'd think, like, like oh, chocolate hazelnut, like, eggnog. Like, if you like eggnog, which a lot of which people don't. I don't. I do. I love it. And my brother does, too. That's Speaking the reason why he ordered it. of snacks that you introduced me to, that's one. That was a flop. It was a flop. Uh, I've been, like, looking for pumpkin spice eggnog now that it's spooky season. And it's always late to roll out onto the shelves. Like, usually they, they might not even get the pumpkin spice Halloween eggnog. And sometimes they might not even get eggnog proper until, like, a week before Christmas. I'm like, what the heck? That's, like... They say better late than never. At that point, it's just like, no, like the time for eggnog is the entire month from Thanksgiving to December. And if you can't have it the whole month, you just shouldn't have it at all. Anyway, you'd think if you like eggnog, that chocolatey hazelnut would be like a good flavor, but it just wasn't. It was so gross. (laughs) So what snacks have I introduced you to? The one that... Uh, it's also kind of a dessert, um, but you make uh, what you call caramelitas. Oh yeah, I got this recipe from my friend, and it's what is it? Oats. So there's a base that's Kay. like um like a brown sugar oats kind of base, and you bake that first, and then you put um milk chocolate chips and sweetened condensed milk over it when you pull it out of the oven, and then. 
you don't use all of the mix on the bottom. You leave like a fourth of it in and then you throw in more oats and you sprinkle that over the top and then like bake it again. Gotcha. You will regularly bake like a whole pan. Oh, you're outing me here, babe. (laughs) Why am I outing you? Because I'll bake a whole pan and eat it all by myself. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know why. That's another one of those things like I'll try it and I'll admit that the tastes are all good. Like it's a good taste, but the vibes are off. And so I don't like it. And it's not, I can't really put a finger on exactly why. It might be the sweetened condensed milk on there. It's literally just sugar, sugary milk. I don't know. I don't know like what it, maybe it's the oats, that the oats aren't like compacted or like glued together enough or I I don't know. Maybe it's that it's like a little too crumbly. I can't tell, but the experience of eating it just doesn't sit well with me. But, which is like upsetting to you because it's like one of your favorite treats. But like also not upsetting because if I don't eat it, then you can have all of it. Um, I will say that it doesn't sit well with me either because it makes my heart burn so bad. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Chocolate makes your heart burn? Not chocolate, just Carmelitas. Oh. Well, For me, I guess the only thing that gives me heartburn like, is like uh, like pizza or like oniony like spice stuff. I guess maybe it is like chocolate because I'll, I'll make a. I'm outing myself here. I'll make a brownie mix, but I won't bake it. <laughs> That's I'll also just... what I that was what I was going to bring up next is how you will make cookie dough or brownie batter for the sole intent of not baking it. Just so that you can eat it. Yeah, and the brownie batter makes my heart burn really bad, too. Okay. But so does spicy stuff like the chili tonight made my heart burn really bad. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Chili never gives me heartburn, but pizza does. If I ever eat a slice of pizza, I'll be be miserable. It's greasy and, yeah, Um, that makes sense. One recipe, like dessert recipe that my dad always made was called Scotcheroos, where it's a cup of caro syrup a cup of sugar a cup of peanut butter all melted together and then you throw in six cups of rice krispies um so it's like a rice krispie treat but it's very peanut buttery and then you push that down in a pan then you melt a bag of chocolate chips and a bag of butterscotch chips together and then you pour that over the peanut butter rice krispies and then you put that in the fridge and let it harden and those are, for me, taste is there and the vibes are there. Like, I they think are it's very the, good. Like, the mix between when you bite into, because just a normal Rice Krispie treat, vibes aren't there. I don't like any, like, type of Rice Krispie treat, any flavor, but, like, these are good because it's, like, the, it's not, like, marshmallowy. Like, other Rice Krispie treats are, like, marshmallowy, right? Right. But these, there's no marshmallow in it. And so, like, when you bite into it, it doesn't have the fluffy. It has the chew. It's, like, not a fluffy texture. It's a chewy texture. And then also with the hardened chocolate on top, it's, like, chewy and then with, like, the crunch. Not, like, a crunch, but, like, a snap of, like, the chocolate. I don't know. That's that's my best attempt at, like, putting into words the, like, vibes and the Putting experience. into words? Yes. Werbel. Werbs. I think we've been talking about food a lot longer than I thought we would be able to on this episode, honestly. Look at us. All right. It's time to wrap up this episode. This has been another episode of Thanks for Participating. 
I've been Josh, and he's been Sydney. And once again... <laughs> Is that your new stick? Maybe. And once again, thanks for listening. You can find us on Instagram at josh underscore is underscore rich or at dip your chicken or at tfp underscore pod on Instagram and TikTok and tfp underscore show on the app formerly known as Twitter. You can also support the show by ordering some podcast merch. The link to our Public store is in the show notes. Send us an email at participating.podcast at gmail.com. Please rate and review the show on Apple podcast slash itunes slash spotify cover art is by vaishan brandon at vaishan designs on instagram music is by mitch fry at firefry underscore on instagram or mitch fry music on youtube thanks again for listening we love you all and uh we really appreciate you and thanks for participating and thanks for cooking food where the vibes are vibing does that make sense cooking food with but rocking vibes but shaking vibes Booty, booty clonkering vibes. I think it's making less sense now. With foot stomping, knee slapping, head bopping, booty shaking vibes. Oh, did you see that Aaron Rodgers got hurt in like the first, like 11 minutes? Who's Aaron Rodgers?